Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Will from I Love the Amateurs, our winner of NRL Fantasy in 2022, was kind enough to send me some answers to six questions that I got for him here. So we're going to go through them. A few fantasy gems for this year as well in terms of strategy and also some must-haves and potential cash cow that you'll be looking for this year. But we're going to kick it off with checking out his team and how he ended up last year. So obviously our winner, he ended up with a team value just under 15 million at 14.94. And if you look at his squad that he finished up with, it's absolutely incredible the amount of guns that are in there. You've got Harry Grant up top, Payne Haas. We got Murray, Ofangawe, Papali'i and Crichton, Munster, Dewey. We got Burton, Crichton, Nico Hines at wing fullback, oh, the dream. Tedesco and Latrell, who are our three best down there. Then you had Ryan Madison, Robson, DCE, and Braden Trindle in that last one. And then he, had, he was playing Trindle over Tohu Harris in uh, that in that last game, which is crazy. Fanua Pole. And then we had Mbai and Davi Moale, who were his cheapies. And we look at his trade history, and he'll actually mention that as we go along. But didn't trade in that second round. And he had the two in round three, one in four, one in five and one in round seven. So definitely did hold on to some trades early. And if we're looking at his overall rank history, started out just over 900 at 925 and very quickly got his overall rank down to 130. And his worst from there was a 365, very quickly getting into that top 50 into rank 32 in round eight, and then didn't go under that from there. So it was an absolutely incredible performance from Will there. And I so said, we'll go through his questions here. So I asked him, what are the three most important things to consider when setting up your starting team? And he said there that when setting up your starting team, it's important to make sure you have between four to six reliable guns in your team. What I take out of this is, is probably three or four guys that you could potentially captain each and every week, but four to six guys that you're not worried about and you're going to stick in your team for the, for the long haul is the goal or as, as long as possible, at least till buyers there. Uh, make sure most of the players that you pick have value, which will create extra cap space to trade up throughout the season. So he's those mid-rangers that he's talking about. So you can build up to those guns and, and building on uh, creating more guns. Have coverage for every position on your bench and emergency due to the new buy system each week and injuries. Yeah, awesome. Cash cows have the opportunity to increase in value and set your team up throughout the season. So he's really having a focus on those mid-range and cash cows guys to get himself up 
to a winning season. And what you saw from himself and also our number two guy from last year is that they spoke about trying to conserve trades early so they can trade hard through the middle. So his biggest thing you learned last year was that doing your research on players really pays off and, you can, and can make or break your season, especially being able to identify a pod that has some upside, which is great. If you want to be number one, you need to take some risks, which is what he's talking about here. So throughout the season, being I'd be able to identify a guy that's pretty low ownership. You know, Dylan Brown last year at the start was, was one of those types of guys. Um, calculate risks and with enough research, it may become no risk at all. So yeah, if you know what you're talking about, it doesn't become as much of a risk because you've done all the study and you know the types of scores this person will get when he gets that opportunity, these things like that. Obviously, stick with your gut and research, it'll pay off. So yeah, so really, really cool advice there. Will, let's go through a couple of those trades there to kick it off and, and see what here is, is a strong type of trade. So Bullymore and Ilias out early were two great decisions. So two guys that weren't performing too well. Bully had one good game. Lockie Ilias had a slow start. So moving him on to Josh King, who started really well. And Taylor May in round three was a big tick. Number four in round four there, Billy Walters, again, wasn't performing too great. Moves to Brody Jones, who at that time was a great trade-in. Toby Sexton didn't perform well for him. So he actually started with Toby, which was very interesting because he didn't actually have a great start there. Obviously, the rest of his team was doing really well, but moved to Dabby Mwale, which he ended up holding for the entirety of the year. So it didn't work out to be a great trade. And surprisingly enough, it shows that you can have a guy that doesn't really perform from the start and you can have a, a really good season, obviously coming first here. Very, very interesting there. So don't be alarmed, guys. If you do make a mistake, you can still win the comp. Very cool to see. Stephen Crichton comes out in round six. So very interesting as well. A guy that a lot of us could have held on to that we decided not to and, and it didn't work out too well. But in this case, moving Crichton on and Nanai allowed him to get up to Isaiah Papali'i. So he was obviously holding a fair bit of cash here, which is the reason why he went up to Papali'i there. Sexton down to Moali got him plenty of cash that he could uh, that he could move up to Isaiah Papali'i, which was great. And Tom Starling had a nice run there as well from round six. Josh King trading out. He was very much peaked by that point, which is good, but bringing in Blake Taft, so he still made a bunch of mistakes, guys. Just be aware of that, that you can make it all the way to the end and, and still do really well with a couple of guys that didn't perform so well. That's really cool there. Number eight, we had Dave Fafida and Kurt Mann onto Nathan Cleary and Jackson Hastings. So two awesome pickups there. Kurt Mann had peaked. We had Dave Fafida, who was a little bit up and down, so very interesting uh, trade out there. I'm not sure from round eight was he injured or something like that, but yeah, bringing Cleary and Hastings. So Hastings was killing it at that point and was going great. Number three there, when's the best time to launch with your trades was the question I asked there. And he said, stay light on trades throughout rounds one to seven and only use them to get a better cash cow or if any injury pops up to sticking with your guns. So did he do that? You could say here, you know, was it a better option to get Starling at this point over Crichton or Nanai? Yeah, Starling was looking like he was going to make more cash. He got a gun in. Here, Toby Sexton was underperforming. He had Walters, Bullymore, Ilias underperforming. Bringing in Brody Jones was meant to make cash. King and Taylor May did, which was great. Davy looked like he potentially would. It just didn't work out that way. So, you know, it was a bit of a hit or miss, but that can happen. Blake Taff as well probably looked like he was a good chance of making money and just didn't live up to what he did in the, that final series of, uh, of previous. So, yeah, that first seven rounds, he did fairly okay. I was still made a couple of mistakes, but really... Didn't trade anyone out that uh, was still had money to make or was a gun that just had a few average performances, for example. From there on, trying to aim for players playing the first buy round and build up with a few cashies and guns. Then do the same for the next two buy rounds and then it's all about your final team. Bring back in Origin players once Origin's finished 
and watching the buy schedule, especially this year with the team having a buy each and every week. Leaving a few trades up your sleeve come late season, so you can make a few to yeah, obviously score great in the last few rounds. Overall, I think you can start trading heavily a few weeks before the first buy round and make the right decision. So if you're looking at the buy round then, what he did was traded two every week from eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. Only had to trade the one in round 13, but traded four in 14, which is obviously prepping for that game after the, the, the round after the buys where there's a, still a bunch of people out with uh, injury, resting. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Whatever it is, there's a few teams has a buy as well. So we're still able to get a really good team in round 14 and then prep for round 17 there with one trade in 15 and the four in 17. So still able to get a good team for both. And then from there, it was about building up the guns, which we'll explain in a second. So very, very interesting on that front. We'll come back and explain them in a second. Number four, what do you look for in a good cash cow? A good cash cow needs to have a solid role fitting their play style and point scoring. I think that's a very interesting one, fitting their play style. Yeah, a guy can be put out of position, but he, like he might get a role, but it might be not in his preferred position. So there's a good chance that he doesn't play up to scratch and then he gets moved or he gets dropped very quickly. Like could just be filling a role for a couple of weeks. So make sure that it is their correct position and they should be able to score well. Guys like Tanner Boyd, a very interesting one for that. So, you know, a lot of time he's been played in the hooking role as a backup, a 14 type of player, and he's a halfback. So it's not exactly his role. When he was able to play halfback and 5 8 at the end of last year, he was actually able to come out and play really well. So very interesting in that point. Looking for at least eight points of value, ideally 10, but depends on price and projections as they can be off. A good schedule is always helpful. Dual position availability and solid consistent scoring will be very handy with the buyers each week. So a good thing to do here is just have a little checklist. So that five or six, seven things that you're looking for in a cash cow. And if they're hitting four, five out of the six or seven, then that's obviously gonna be enough for him to do pretty well. So very, very interesting there on that one. So let's go through those trades now. And from round nine, we had Brad Schneider out, which he peaked, which was good. Brody Jones just lost his role, unfortunately. Brought back in Angus Crichton, who really kicked it off at around that point, 9, 10, 11. A lot of people wanted to pick him up, and he didn't go as well from there. And Isaiah Tass, obviously, he came in and had that one big game, so that didn't work out too well, uh, unfortunately, for him. Uh, and you see here, he ended up trading out Isaiah Tass in 13. So a lot of time you are taking a bit of a punt. You do have to take some risk, as he said, to be able to do really well. 
And that one unfortunately didn't pay off, but we'll work it out from here. We'll keep going. Ryan Pappenhausen out in round 10 with his injury. And then you had Leo Thompson who had peaked by this point, which is a great decision. Bring in Matt Burton and Reese Robson, which was absolute mastermind from round 10 to bring in Burton and Robson. So it shows that if you pick up guys, guns especially at the correct times, and they have a cracking run throughout the rest of the year, like Burton, Ed Robson did, you're able to make up for those mistakes that you, that you created uh, and made earlier in the year. So very, very good trades there. Will Penasini out in 11, so he kind of made majority of his money and he saw that that was enough for him, didn't need him anymore. And Chris Randall out, so Randall did his job as well. Bring in McInnes and Butcher, who both had a, a, a you know really nice end to the season, both solid you know 50-ish point scorers for the rest of the year, so did a good job there. Harry Grant comes out before the buyers, before Origin, which is solid. And Blake Taff to Torhu Harris and Karaz. So Taff obviously got rid of that mistake, which he made in round seven. So getting rid of it in round 12 and not holding him for the rest of the year, considering he had Daffy Moale, who's going to be there for the entirety of the season. Torhu was a good trade-in, just didn't work out as well. And I hope he didn't captain him in round 13, like a lot of us did last year, for whoever remembers that. And Karaz, obviously, he was a great trade-in. He did really well. Isaiah Tass comes out for Xavier Savage, who was solid without being spectacular. You'll see here, got him in for round 13 by and removed him for the round 17 because he just saw that he wasn't performing exactly how we would like. Um, and another good thing to think about, guys, if, guy, if, if someone you bring in isn't performing so well, you don't have to hold him for the rest of the year. That sunk cost fallacy. Remove them if you think you can get a better player in, someone who can uh, make some cash for you or score better than that current guy is. Round 14, we actually traded out Nat Butcher, which was interesting. So he was, had a, a weird game around 13, scored really poorly. Again, wasn't happy with that, moved him on straight away and actually brought in Tyson Frizzell, which is very interesting because he didn't have a great year either. So again, still some mistakes in there. Nat Butcher came in and is out really quickly when you would hope that you have an extended run. But that is also the, the benefit of holding plenty of trades there. Butcher to Frizz, Tungo to Brown, which again, Tungo had picked, which was great. Dylan Brown coming in for the rest of the year now. Obviously brought in two Eels guys, which had which got to play in 17. And the rest of the way, brought in Reed Marnie, which wasn't really a great option either. But Starling to him worked out uh, obviously a little bit better, but still wasn't great. Payne Haas to Ezra Mam. So in round 14 here, Ezra Mam started playing really well. He only came in, I think, in round 12. So again, trades there were okay without being spectacular. Dylan Brown one was great. The others were okay. And Jackson Hastings to Mitch Barnett at this time. Again, wasn't incredibly great. He obviously traded out Barnett and Frizzell in round 19. So again, guys, plenty of mistakes you can make and still do really well. But it's just that compounding effort of making those mistakes and not picking up the correct guns at certain times is what the issue was here. Big thing to think about as well, guys, is when he did pick up a top gun, he was able the, the player was able to deliver for him for the rest of the year. You look at picking up... Cleary there. You look at picking up Burton, Robson, guys like McInnes were able to, to contribute for the rest of the year. Dylan Brown. These All these guys are able to contribute for the rest of the year. And the other ones that didn't work as well, Frizzell, Barnett, Butcher, Tohu Harris, who was having a little bit of a down year, obviously. Hastings that had never been true gun keepers. They unfortunately had some issues up and down with their scoring and that caused him to trade them out. So these guys, when you're bringing in those top guns, you're not worried about them for the rest of the season and you can hold them the whole way and breathe, which is which is the biggest thing there. All right, let's get to the fun news. We got one hot tip 
for this year's new buy schedule, what does he think? So don't try to stack one major buy round with the 13 players. Just remember you can only play 13 instead of 17. Instead, get roughly seven to 10 each round, which will make it easier to keep a steadier scoring pattern. Hold ranks and create a better team in the long run. Hold guns and cheapies to build up more value and not burn trades. So this is very interesting news here. When you're looking at you know potentially getting 13 players, a lot of coaches will go for that 12, 13, 14 strategy for both those buys. But what you do see the issue there is, is that you're making so many trades just for that buy round when the most important part is continuing to make money and build all the way through to that round 20. And then you can really have a cracking last six, seven rounds and, and win the comp. If you're getting that seven to 10 plays, you're not making trades for the sake of it and you're keeping your guns intact for the back round, for the back, the run back home. So very, very interesting there. Um, and for a buy, for a buy each round, try to have 17 solid scoring players playing each week. Obviously, it's a buy each round, so just be aware of that. You're looking to get 17 strong players each and every week, not holding too many uh, certain players from a, a, a certain team that's going to stuff you around. And last one here, who was a must-have for you this year? Very interesting. It's obviously in most teams already, but he's going to say the cheese. And a lot of people are saying he's a trap, and the winner of last year says he's a pretty well must-have. So very interesting there. With the handy jewel, won't play origin, quite a bit of value, and a proven gun at the hooker roll, correct? With money to be made and probable gun status, he's got to be in everyone's team come round one, bar any news. Nice. Shout out also to Garner or Hosking, whoever gets the Panthers' left edge spot. So again, he's happy with a player that's going to be in a really strong team on a left edge that can score lots of points. And both of those guys have shown that they've been able to do that uh, in their respective teams before coming to the Panthers. So a very interesting one there. And I think that, yeah, yeah it's not a, not obviously groundbreaking, but these are two guys that you just need to look at and go, they've got a clear role on their team. They're in a great team. They should be able to do really well. So very, very interesting there. And we'll finish off these trades, guys. Okay. We move on to round 17 there. We had Maxi King out, Karaz, Savage, and Vitalea. So again, he held on to Vitalea the whole year too, which was pretty crazy. So plenty of uh, average players in the team, to be honest. So you're two to three at any one period of time, Vitalea, Taff, and also David Moale. So crazy. But brings in Joe o, who finished the year for him and did a great job. We had Latrell Mitchell. So two absolute guns that played out of their skin the rest of the year. You have Braden Trindle, who could use at certain points, and Fanua Pole, who was able to play in round 17 and have a couple of decent scores for you know for teams. He was able to fit in a stronger 17, average about 35 to 40, which was okay during this time when there are buys. Round 18, he did move on from Reed, like we spoke about, Cam McInnes and Dylan Brown. So the three guys that were doing solidly, a little bit up and down, as we said, and was able to bring in three top guns. So Daly Cherry Evans, Cam Munster, and Harry Grant, who are just guys that you just plug and play and don't worry about for the rest of the year. So just again, a big thought to worry, uh, to big big thing to think about there is just getting in those guns as quick as possible. Round 19, Barnett and Frizzell, again, two borderline guys for Payne Haas and Dewey. Again, Payne didn't play incredibly well. Dewey finished crazily well. And yeah, great decisions there. Number 20, we had May and Ezra Mann for Cameron Murray. So a big gun to finish off that last five, six rounds and Moses by as a cash out. 21, Nathan Cleary for Madison. So a straight swap there for a gun for a gun. And Ewan Aiken to Stephen Crichton, which is an interesting one to finish, but you know, moving out of Crichton in round seven and brought him back in to finish off. So overall, uh, cracking year. He didn't get, he got all the way to first in round 21 and held that for the last five rounds. So congrats to Will. He got a nice uh, prize from me for winning the comp and there'll be some bigger prizes 
in uh, my comps this year, which is going to be exciting. And that's that video, guys. I hope you learned a lot from that one. Obviously, the team value was crazy. Building through the through the cash cows, there obviously weren't a heap of cashies in there that he absolutely smashed on. Those first few, King and May, Brody Jones, really kicked him off to, to start with. Tom Starling was a solo one for a bunch of weeks there. But other than that, there weren't too many like cheapies that he smashed it on. So obviously, the starting team worked out really well for him. And he was able to pick up guns when they were slightly cheaper. You know, Burton was slightly cheaper at that point. You had Robson, who wasn't at his peak. Um, yeah, he was just able to make good decisions with that. You know, even pick up the troll when he'd been doing pretty well, for example. Very, very interesting. And that's that one, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Catch you in the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,